0: Our mini-series of interviews continues with an exploration into the motivation to relocate and teach internationally. We are sitting down with several international educators to examine how careers and interests have been shaped by decisions to teach abroad. We look at the positives of teaching internationally, as well as the challenges our educators have experienced along the way. We are delighted to be speaking to Kirsty Dewhurst, previously Assistant Principal of Avondale Grammar School Singapore and Head of Grade at St Joseph's Institution International Singapore. Welcome, Kirsty. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. I first wanted to ask you what motivated you to leave a teaching position in the UK for your first international position in Australia and then Singapore. Uh it was quite a personal
1: story to begin with because I was getting close to the age of 30, I'd gone through a very messy divorce, um and I'd hit that point where it was a case of if I ever have kids, I'm never going to have a story to tell them because I was living in the same place. I've been working in the same school for 11 years um, and I kind of felt like I needed a bit of a change. Uh, one Christmas, I was watching the movie The Holiday uh, where they do a, li- a kind of a life exchange over the Christmas period. And I thought, You know what? I really want to do that. I want to try something different, but I don't want to leave the security of my job but I want to go and do something a little bit different. And so that inspired me to then start looking into exchange programs um, for teachers across the world. And I came across uh, the Commonwealth exchange program. Um, And before I knew it, I'd kind of filled in the forms and and got the ball in in motion. And and 12 months later, I was moving out to Australia for for a, a life swap. We literally swapped houses, swapped cars, swapped jobs. But I had the security of knowing that I was still getting paid from my school in the UK uh, and that my job would still be there when I came back uh, but I was able to then go and and have that bit of adventure which which was just wonderful and it was so inspiring in terms of reaching out and doing new things, new opportunities, new experiences, things I would never have done, never have stepped out of my comfort zone at home. Um, So when I actually came back after my 12 months in Australia It didn't take long before the cold weather and the miserable, you know, kind of winteriness kicked in and the demands on teaching returned. And I kind of needed that little bit of excitement again just to to get out. And I was beginning to find after I'd come back that everything was the same. Things didn't change very much. There were still ridiculous demands on what teachers should be doing and the, the achievements we should be making, whether or not that was right for the kids or not. Mm -hmm. um and so I kind of the freedom of what I'd experienced of of not being governed in the same way in Australia led me to look into actually going further further away again and having not really traveled a lot before then I didn't really know where I was going to go um but some of the connections I'd made while I was in Australia helped me on my path to finding the school Mm -hmm. in Singapore where I ended up getting my job and heading out to and yeah life's been very different ever since. (laughs)
0: How incredible. Is that program still something that people can apply to do and, and to move then um, and do this kind of life swap?
1: I think the actual program I went on has changed now. It's no, I don't think it's the Commonwealth exchange program anymore, but there are still programs out there. Um, and even schools that have got kind of sister schools across the world where, you know, if you investigate, they're, they're quite willing for opportunities like this to happen. Um, And I think, you know, it's something that we should be encouraging our younger teachers to go and do, uh, because it'll make them into very different people and and much better teachers, I'm sure.
0: Absolutely. So what were some of the highlights and what were some of your successes whilst teaching internationally? Uh, the biggest
1: probably the biggest highlight of it all is the friendships that have been made you know you go out to new places and you're all in the same boat you've all kind of given up your life at home you end up somewhere new and and people look at you going into a school which is a community um, and you're welcomed into that and and that was a, a big important point for me when I was going overseas but I think also the opportunities that I've had the networking opportunities I've met people from all over the world, I've worked with people from all over the world. I've, I've experienced different cultures. I've uh, you know been able to bring a lot more learning of my own to my teaching. So you know living in Asia, you, we experienced all the different kind of religious festivals that we used to teach about in the UK. Mm-hmm. But now when I come back and I can, I'm teaching about them, I'm teaching about them having lived through them. Having been to Chinese New Year celebration in a local family's home, mm. having been you know through the Deep Valley and and a lot of these other Harry Raya festivals that you know we celebrated, so I think there were there was a lot of learning that I was doing whilst enjoying my life, and and that you know that was a big part of it. I had a much better work life balance living overseas, you know the money was great, so I was able to do a lot of saving as well, which is you know definitely an important part in life these days. Um, But I think also for me personally my career went down a slightly different pathway so I fell into some leadership opportunities Mm. Um, having moved over to Singapore as a lead teacher I fell into the role of the assistant principal and started working with preschool which had never been something I trained as a 7 to 12 year old teacher in the UK no aspirations to go near the youngest children and then when these opportunities kind of came my way and I was I had so much support around me and, and so much excitement and learning new pedagogy about, about the way to deal with, you know, different cultures, different curriculums, children of different ages. Um, I kind of went through that leadership pathway that perhaps I wouldn't have had that same opportunity to in the UK. Um, and that has definitely kind of shaped me into to who I am as a teacher now and where I might like to continue moving in the future. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, being being international schools, they are well resourced, well funded, so there's, there is a lot more advancement in curriculum and in, in IT systems and processes. So, I think I probably upskilled myself an awful lot um, while I was there as well.
0: Mm. Well, I think that you've got some incredible insights then about how this has really um, given you these different opportunities. So, culturally, how you kind of adapted that into your approach and kind of and, and your teaching and understanding better different approaches for pedagogy and also those opportunities then for leadership so it sounds like there were some incredible opportunities made available to you teaching internationally that being said what were some of the challenges that you also encountered
1: well the obvious one is you know you go away from home you're on the other side of the world you're away from family and you know i I was unfortunate i lost my father while i was living overseas but i was able to get home pretty quickly, you know, technology as it is and airlines and things as it is, I was able to to get home very quickly and I was grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the, in terms of the teaching side of things, I think one of the biggest challenges I faced was that I'd gone from working in the state system here to working in international schools which are privately owned, mm-hmm. some by huge conglomerate businesses, mm-hmm. um, some much more. I was lucky Avondale, where I worked in Singapore to begin with, was a, a very small school, so it's quite privately owned. But you have to adapt to the fact that schools are businesses out there. And mm-hmm. business and education are an interesting combination. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you go in. fully fledged as a teacher and and it's all about you know the education of the children and supporting teachers and then you realize actually there's a lot of business aspects that that impact what you're doing day to day so adjusting to that and understanding that was quite a shift of a mindset to begin with however i would say that 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 was a great learning opportunity as well it's given me a different understanding of how schools work. Mm-hmm. I was able to to kind of learn about the big picture of school management um, and school leadership through knowing the different sides of you know what what heads had to bring, principals had to bring to the school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's whilst it was a challenge, it was also a great learning point within there as well. Um, and I think you know being open, having an open mind, new things, new ways of doing things, uh, new opportunities. For me, I, I'd grown up in a very small village in the middle of Wales, hadn't really been very far or done anything different for a long time. So to suddenly have to be open to new ways, new ideas, was a challenge in itself, but certainly a, a really a really one for me. I um, but I think the big part of, My experience in international schools was that it is such a community, people are there to support you. Mm. So, you know, you're going to take these risks, but there are people there to back you up along the way. A lot of people will have done the same things that you have, they're there to, you know, be able to make it an easy process. Um, and you know they will put support in place to make sure that you can find somewhere to live and you know you're not you're not suddenly have to deal with a whole new culture of life as well as you know learning a new curriculum or learning a new school systems and and all of those sorts of things so I think you know being open to that needing to adapt um, is a key strength that you need when you go overseas for sure.
0: Yeah it sounds like you've been really reflective on your practice and and those positives as well as those challenges but how they have almost created further opportunities then through challenge. Um, what advice then would you give somebody who is considering teaching internationally?
1: My first tip would be just do it. Just do it. Jump straight in. Uh, you'll never look back. Mm. Um, I think it's 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 scary, but you will just, you know, you'll feel so so successful once you've kind of dipped your toe in and, and had that opportunity. Um, In terms of practicalities, I'd probably say for me, my experience when I first got offered the job in Singapore was I didn't know what the the kind of financial status was. I didn't know what teachers were paid internationally. I didn't Mm -hmm. know what was a reasonable amount. I don't know what Singapore dollar converted to even. So I think understanding your personal situation in terms of finances, what you're going to need to do when you get there Mm -hmm. and how the school will support you is really important. Um, and because you are giving up your life in one country and and throwing everything into another I would say make sure you you know kind of really find out about the school that you're going to Mm. find out about the culture ask to speak to some of the teachers who already work there you know read up through their websites find out a bit more about what's going on use networking facilities to actually you know like social media now facebook and twitter and things like that they're amazing for actually being able to reach out and make connections with people who either have known somebody who's worked there or has worked there themselves or Mm. you know knows the school in some way so using those sorts of platforms to be able to actually do a bit of research finding out about the places you know definitely something that would really help you because you want to make sure that you're choosing the school that's right for you because they are often so much of business then look for is it a not-for-profit school is it a profit-based school is it one of a giant community around the world if you're looking in terms of going on a career path then you know is it a school that's got other other bases around the world that you could then you know do a transfer between later on um so probably researching is you know spending that bit of time really understanding where you're going and what your what the school is uh, probably be my top tip but yeah as long as you are prepared to give it your, your all embrace every opportunity i would say just just go for it
0: some brilliant very practical advice there i think um, that first point about um, making sure that you understand how much you're worth, how much the salary should be. And then all of that advice about research in the school. I think that that's that's really great and practical things that people could look to um, when they're thinking about teaching internationally. Thank you so much for answering those questions for us. Um, I've got a couple of quick fire questions that I'd like to ask you just to finish um, our discussion today. So the first of which is um, what do you prefer in person or remote teaching?
1: Uh in person for sure. Mm-hmm. It was it was an interesting opportunity living through COVID and lockdown mm-hmm. and having to suddenly shift everything online. Mm-hmm. And whilst it's definitely got its advantages, nothing, nothing compares to being there face to face with the children, mm-hmm. adapting and living those opportunities and those moments with them.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Noisy or quiet classrooms? oh that's a, a difficult one I would prefer
1: a reasonable level of noise yeah <laughs> um, noise usually means that there's something going on something productive mm-hmm. going on if it's a productive noise it's a good one quiet classrooms make me suspicious yes I yeah. wonder a little bit too much about you know who's in charge who's actually ruling the roost in there and how yeah. much is given over to the children
0: <laughs> uh, your favorite subject at school
1: oh goodness Probably English. I was always, as you can probably tell, I'm quite a talker. Um, I've always enjoyed stories and reading stories. And that's how I kind of first wanted to become a teacher, was I'd sit all my teddy bears down and my grandparents down and read them stories every Christmas. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I think English is probably the creativity side of it was definitely my my favourite.
0: Excellent. And finally, love of subject or love of teaching?
1: Oh, teaching. teaching i think you can bring any subject to life as long as you're you're kind of loving what you're doing
0: oh what a fantastic insight yeah i agree oh thank you so much for your time Kirsty. i think that you've given um some future international teachers some fantastic advice i think it's been really valuable and it's been wonderful to hear your story as well from teaching in australia and then in singapore so thank you so much